It's been 14 months since Justice Antonin Scalia died and left the Supreme Court with only eight justices. Since then, President Barack Obama nominated Merrick Garland for the seat. The Republicans refused to hold hearings or a vote on Garland. Donald Trump was elected president. Trump nominated Neil Gorsuch. The Democrats in the Senate mounted a filibuster to prevent Garland's confirmation. And Republicans voted to change the Senate rules to eliminate the filibuster for Supreme Court nominations. And now the fight is over, as the Senate today confirmed Gorsuch as a justice of the Supreme Court. We're going to talk about the Gorsuch confirmation with Bloomberg congressional reporter Laura Litvan. Laura, it's it will find out over the next 20 or 30, maybe 40 years, whether... Uh, Neil Gorsuch is a historic justice on the court, uh, what his significance is as a justice. But uh, this certainly was a historically significant confirmation process with the elimination of the filibuster. Are the Republicans, you know, the Republicans got a big victory putting him on the court. Are they happy about having gotten rid of the filibuster for Supreme Court nominations as well? Um, They were willing to do this just 70 days into this new administration, which was... um, it's notable, but I don't think they, they, in their view, felt they wanted to do it. What they've said is that they felt that the Democrats would have um, tried to block anyone that Trump brought in. Democrats said that they were very concerned about this this judge, that they had um, reviewed his, his past rulings and felt that he was going to lend himself to a five-to-four court uh, and restore a kind of conservative tilt to the court and should be able to use every tool they could to try to keep him off. The real question, I think, going forward is whether the animosity from the minority party that is sparked by doing something like this, because they did change Senate rules with just a simple majority rather than the traditional 67, whether that animosity is going to carry over into other things when they return from the recess. Uh, They have a government shutdown looming and, and other very important work coming up. Laura, what's the mood among Democrats? Obviously, they're disappointed at the outcome. But in terms of the filibuster, um, they could have saved the filibuster, you know, thinking that there's going to be another Supreme Court nomination uh, the next time. Uh, Is it your sense that they feel like they did what they that they had no choice in this in this uh, nomination? One thing that I started to notice um, in the the days leading up to this was that uh, Chuck Schumer started to note that he it was his belief that if there were another, in fact, another uh, nomination under President Trump, and it was someone who was viewed as more um, offensive by their party base, that the Republicans would just change it then. The, if you would preserve it, it would, they would just pull the nuclear, what they call the nuclear option, and change the Senate rules at a later date anyway. Well, they were also, uh, uh, it's worth noting, they were also, there's a lot of pressure from liberal groups. Uh, for Democrats to oppose this nomination. A letter came up very early on before the confirmation hearings from NARAL, Pro-Choice America, Alliance for Justice, and other key groups saying that they felt that the Democrats were not really taking this seriously enough and fighting Gorsuch as much as they felt it was appropriate. Laura, one question this raises about the filibuster more generally, because now judicial nominations of any kind don't have, uh, aren't, you can't filibuster them anymore. Uh, so neither party can do that, to, no matter who's in power. But the filibuster for legislation is still alive. So if the president is having trouble getting his legislative package through, let's say, on the Affordable Care Act, they come up with another health care plan, or, or there's some piece of legislation the Democrats really hate and filibuster, do the Republicans have the appetite to get rid of it for legislation as well? They say it, that they do not. M- Mitch McConnell this week pledged that he would not try to change the filibuster to try to add to some pressure on party leaders 
Um, we saw Susan Collins, a moderate in the Republican uh, ranks, walking around the Senate floor while they were voting on the rules change yesterday, handing out uh, something that people were signing. We asked what that was, and she's circulating a letter to leaders from, of both parties from as many lawmakers as she can get signatures from, saying we will not support a filibuster rules change for policy. And um, Mitch McConnell did note that at a uh, press conference today, and he said he hopes it, get it gets as many signatures as possible. Um, time will tell, though, if they really are, are pushed, uh, if something will change. A number of senators have said to me and other reporters, uh, John McCain and Lindsey Graham, have, have said that they're concerned that uh, it's a slippery slope and that maybe could happen at some point. Well, our thanks to Laura Litvin, Bloomberg's congressional reporter, for talking to us about the filibuster. Neil Gorsuch is now a member of the United States Supreme Court, and the court will— Well, almost, Michael. Have... He, still, he still has to be sworn in. Well, yes, he was going to be, though. I, it's a f- but, kind of a— for, I think he'll probably succeed on the oath, I, I, I think I, he, I, I think he, he will, will, but it was pointed out to me recent, uh, today that uh, Edwin Stanton, back in, the, I think, 1869, was confirmed to the Supreme Court but died before he could be sworn in. Well, folks, that's what you get from Bloomberg's uh, Supreme Court reporter, Greg Storth. Greg, thank you for that correction, but I'm going to stay with my assumption that Neil Gorsuch is, in fact, going to be on the court. He'll probably Probably figure out how to get this right.